ourselves, but we never think, how can I be a refreshing to others? And tonight, that's what I want to talk to you about. The title of tonight's message is Refreshing Others. Say Refreshing Others. And if you're following along with us on our app, all the notes are there on our app. You can follow along there. We have the notes available for you. But uh, Refreshing Others. Y'all say it again. Refreshing Others. So the whole basis of tonight is I want us to switch from the mode of saying I want people to refresh me to say how can I be a refreshing to others. I want to refresh others. And I want you to take that in perspective. Let's open up in prayer and then we'll get into it. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence that's here tonight. We thank you that we've been refreshed in your presence by your spirit and your presence, Lord. And I thank you that you're doing a deep work in our heart, that you're drawing us closer to you. Open up our hearts to receive from you tonight that we can be a refreshing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Refreshing to others. How can I be refreshing to others? And like I said, there's times in our lives where we need others to encourage and to refresh us. But tonight, we want to focus on how can I be a blessing to others? How can I refresh others? And I want to read these two quick verses. The first comes from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. Amen. It says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. You know, sometimes the reason that you're not refreshed is because you're not refreshing others. You're waiting for somebody to refresh you, but that's what the word says. Those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Philemon chapter, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Philemon verse 7, it says, Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. I feel we're all called to refresh the hearts of God's people. All of us are. You say, well, I don't know what to say. We're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to get into how you be a refreshing to others. So this is is the the, the main focus tonight. How do I refresh others? Y'all taking notes? Y'all want to write this down? So I'm going to give you five ways that you can refresh others. And these are simple, simple things. But we read in the word right there, it says, those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So if you ever find yourself in a spot where you need to be refreshed, look for somebody else that you can refresh, because then you will be refreshed. That's what the word says. Amen? So how do I bring refreshing to others? The first thing is this. Write this down if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, write it down anyway. First way to refresh others is smiles. Y'all looking at me like that. Smiles. Why don't you just do that? Let's just practice that now. Why don't you just smile? Smile. Look at somebody and smile. Just see, look. Look how that make you feel when you look at somebody and smile. Just smiling. Smiling. How do you refresh your other smile? Just by smiling, it tells your body that you're happy. Did you know that? It's scientifically proven that just by smiling, it tricks your body into thinking that you're happy, even if you're not. Just by smiling. And scientists also have proven that by smiling, the mere act of smiling can lift your mood, lower stress, boost your immune system, and possibly even prolong your life. All that just by smiling. And sometimes it's hard to crack a smile out of you. 
And you know, sometimes you know people so serious they never smile. It's like there's one person that I could think of back home. You know what? I've never seen him smile before. Every time it's like, I've never seen that man smile before. I probably, he's probably still not smiling. But smile, it's just something about a smile that just does something to you. It just refreshes you when you see someone with a big smile. Just smiling, just like, oh, it just, what it does is it lowers your defenses. When someone smiles, it has a, a, a way to disarm you. So if you walk in a room that's tense, th- nothing is worse than walking in a room that you don't know people and nobody smiles at you. You feel like, oh, I don't think I belong here. But if you walk in a room and everybody's smiling at you and welcoming you, guess what? It lowers your defenses and you feel more relaxed. You feel more at ease. What is that? That means the room is refreshing you because people are refreshing you by smiles. Smiles trigger joy. It triggers joy, and also it triggers joys in those around you. Just by smiling, we, I just told you to smile at somebody else. It was laughter. It was smiles. It was hee-hee-heeing in the room. What is that? Because it triggers joy. Smiles trigger joy. You want to instantly trigger some joy? Smile at somebody. You know what I like to do? I like to find people when I get going to different stores or something that's all mugged up and sour face and just smile at them. Because what you smiling at? I'm smiling at you. Have a great day, sir. It disarms, and it, it takes them off guard because the last thing they think is somebody to smile. Because naturally, when, they, when you're in a bad mood, you're not looking for people to smile at you. You're looking for somebody to say, what's wrong? But if you just smile at someone, it triggers, it, 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 it takes down their defenses, the uh, defenses. But what a long face says is, long faces say sadness. Long faces also say defeat. And it also says boredom. You see someone with a long face, they just look sad. It just look defeated. Just a long, sour face. But someone with joy, with a smile, you say, oh, that person's got joy. They might not even have it, but just by the fact that they're smiling makes you think that they have joy and that they have victory. But we don't want to have long faces. We want to have smiling faces, amen? Smiles say victory. When I think about a person that's smiling, that means that they have something on the inside of them that says, I have something to smile about. Because when you don't have something to smile about, you're not happy. The last thing you want to do is smile when you don't have any victory on the inside of you. You're thinking about your situation because there's no victory there. But when there is a smile there, smile, when you smile at someone else, it refreshes others. The first thing to do is something very simple. Y'all need to practice that tonight and even tomorrow when you go to work. Just smile at somebody. And it's going to refresh them. You walk into work, they say, I ain't never seen her smile before at work. What's, what, what in the world happened to her? People, co-workers will look at you different. Oh, she must have drunk her coffee this morning or something. <laughs> she had a Red Bull this morning or something because she'll never come in here smiling. He don't never come in here smiling. He always complaining, I'm in this place again. <laughs> Somebody felt that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> It just brings down the defenses. Smiles. Smiles refreshes others. The second way that you refresh others is by listening. Y'all say listening. Just by simply listening. James chapter 1 verse 19. It says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Listening. You know, listening can be one of the hardest things to do. You know why? Why? Because we want to be quick to respond. 
You know, when someone comes to you with a, with a problem, they're like, man, let me tell you what's going on. Oh, this is what you need to do. And you got your five points. The whole time they're talking, you're not even listening to them. You wait to respond on what you think they should do. And all they're saying is, I just need you to listen to me. I don't need you to respond. Just listen. And I know for me, especially as a pastor, it's easy for me to come up with things that, okay, this is what you need to do to, to overcome that. Instead of saying, you know what, let me just stop, settle my mind, and just listen. Because sometimes just listening to someone is refreshing to them because they just want to be heard. When people, sometimes people, I, it's like, I don't even need you to respond. I just need you to listen. Just understand what I'm going through. Just hear what I have to say. And just by simply listening, it could be a refreshing to others and not be so quick to respond with a solution. People, they just want to be heard. It's not our job to be quick to respond. Let's just stop and listen. You know, there is this uh, on movies sometimes where people can have a whole conversation with someone and the person talking talks the whole clip and the person they're talking to never says one word. And then at the end of it, they say, oh, thank you so much. That helped me so much. For Thank you for, thank you for your wisdom. That was so good. And, and the person said, I didn't say anything. But what they're saying was, I felt heard. I felt like you listened to me. You truly cared. You took time to hear what I had to say. And now that person walks away refreshed because they felt like you were listening to them. You gave them their undivided, your undivided attention. So listening is a great way to refresh others. Sometimes you just need to pull someone to the side and say, let's just talk. Talk about what? I don't care. Just talk. What's going on? And just let, you'll be surprised. Like, oh, you, me? Oh, you want to hear what I have to say? And then they just pour out their heart. And the next thing you know, like yesterday, they had a delivery guy that came to our house delivering a package. And I asked him one question. And for about the next 30 minutes, this man began to talk. Non-stop, like I couldn't even get a word in, and I just let him go. I said, you know what, obviously he needs to talk about something, so I'm just going to let him talk. And we just stood there, and we talked for about, well, he talked for about 30 minutes. And afterwards, he was like, oh, man, it was so great meeting you. And it, I didn't say hardly two words, but for him, it was refreshing to him because I just listened to him. Just, just let him talk. But sometimes people just need to feel listened to, amen? So first, the way we refresh others is smiles. Second way is just by listening. The third way that we refresh others is friendship. Friendship. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A man who has friends must show himself to be friendly. A great way to be, if you want friends, be friendly. Well, I don't have any friends. Well, are you friendly? Are you approachable? Are you a good friend? You know, some people don't know how to be a good friend. Their definition of friendship is, I'm going to call you when I need you. They ne it's never reciprocal. It's always, a, I'm reaching out if I need something, or I'm reaching out because of X, Y, and Z. But it's never a true friendship. But you know, you have some friends that are true friendships. That you know, no matter how many times, how long it's been, that y'all, it could be months, it could be weeks that y'all hadn't talked, but as soon as y'all link up together, it's like y'all picked up right back off where you left off. Those are good friendships. Those are friendships that encourage you, that strengthen you, that refresh you. But if you want to be have friends, you have to show yourself friendly. You have to be a good friend. Don't be a bad friend. What's a bad friend? You never check on your friends. 
Well, I'm not calling them unless they call me. It's a two-way street. They have my number just like I have theirs. Y'all know it's true. We say that all the time. They can pick up their phone, too. They got my number. They know where I live. And we say that all the time, but yet we're still thinking about them. Such and such ain't called me in a while. I wonder what's going on. They acting funny. Well, did you reach out to them? Have they been on your heart? Be a friend. Reach out to them. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people just get busy. It's not that they're not thinking about you. They just get busy. But you've got time to think about them. Why don't you reach out to them? Be a good friend. Be a reliable friend. Be a trustworthy friend. Be a friend that when you talk to them, you know that, hey, the information, it stays here. And that they don't have to worry, well, I want to tell him, but I can't tell her because, you know, he can't hold water. If I tell him, I know he's going to tell everybody else about what's going on. Don't be that friend. Be a reliable friend. Be a dependable friend, that friend that, can, that you can depend on. You know, I thank God for the friends that I have in my life that I know at that drop of a dime, I could call them and say, hey, I just want to talk. About what? Nothing, really. I just was thinking about you. I just want to talk. And then we could cut up and we can talk and we can hang out and we can have friends. But being a friend, it refreshes others. There's nothing like a good laugh. You hanging out with your friends and y'all just cutting up about nothing and y'all having a man, that just refreshes your soul. Sometimes you just need to call your friend, man, you remember about this time such and such happened? Ah, and y'all cutting up over the phone about just well, whatever. What is that? It's refreshing not only you, but it's not only refreshing them, but you finding refreshing yourself. Remember, those that, that though, the, our main verse, those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So when you're showing yourself to be a good friend, not only are you refreshing your friends, but you're refreshing yourself just by being a good friend, friendship. And if you say, well, I don't have those type of friendships, I encourage you to find some because you need them. Everybody needs them. Everybody needs solid friendships. And I'm not talking about the friendships that pull you down and drag you down. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about life-giving friendships that when you get out of that presence or talking to them, you feel encouraged. You feel, I feel better, I feel better than I did. You don't want those friendships where you get off the phone, you're like, oh, I'm drained. Oh, gee, now I need myself to be refreshed. Now, we, I'm, I'm trying to refresh them. Now I need to be myself refreshed. It's like, that, I'm not talking about them type of friendships. You need life-giving friendships that when you're around them, it's life-giving. It produces life. That's the third thing. So first, smiles. Second, listening. Third is friendship. The fourth thing is this. How do you refresh others? You refresh them by faith. Faith. Faith-filled speech brings refreshing. Faith-filled speech brings refreshing. There is nothing more encouraging than walking through a difficult situation and to have someone speak faith-filled life, I mean, faith-filled words over your situation. You could be, somebody could be thinking about you. You know, I, you were just on my heart. I just want to encourage you with this. I was reading this scripture, and I just want to encourage you with this. Man, I'm telling you, I had a phone call like that uh, this week. I had a gentleman call me. He was like, man, you were just on my heart. I just want to call you and just encourage you. And never rob a person of a good thought. If you have a good thought about someone, don't say, oh, when I see him, I tell him. Stop what you're doing. Text them, call them, email them, whatever you have to do in that moment because life happens and you just forget. But never rob a person of a good thought, especially faith-filled thoughts. 
Like if you're reading your word and a scripture comes to mind and a person comes to mind, shoot them that scripture. You know, I was reading this scripture about your situation. I just want to share this with you. There's nothing like receiving a faith-filled encouragement from your friends. It's just refreshing. It refreshes your soul when people speak faith-filled words over your situation. You don't want to be with people, you tell them your situation, yeah, girl, that ain't, that ain't no hope. You just might as well give up. <laughs> yeah, dog, that's just a lost cause, bro. I don't, I don't even know what to tell you, man. You, I, you might as well just give up, too. There's a story that I heard. Now, this is, I don't know if this is a true story or not. This is just a story that I heard. So I don't know if it's true or not. But it was a guy that he was going through a, a rough patch in his life. And he was on the bridge, standing at the top of the bridge, ready to jump off in the river. And he caused this big scene, traffic stopped, the police are on the scene. So the police arrive, and the policeman walks up to him, and he says, please, sir, please don't jump. Just talk to me. Just tell me what's going on. It can, life can't be that bad. Just tell me what's going on. So the guy tells him what's going on. And he goes on and on and tells him, and at the end of it, the policeman says, take my hand, sir. I'm going to come up there and jump with you. That's not faith-filled at all. That's not encouraging at all. But you don't, the whole point is you need people that's going to encourage you. That with faith-filled speech, not tell you stuff where you're like, oh, my goodness, I think. I can't believe it's that bad. I'm going to go ahead and jump with you. It's over with. No, no, no. You need to learn how to speak faith-filled words to situations. Like I said, I don't know if that's a true story or not. That's, it's a pretty bad story. I hope it's not true. But you need to learn how to be ready to speak faith-filled words at any situation. Because you don't know what people are going to tell you. You don't know what people are walking through. And then when they do tell you, you can't just say, oh, that is bad. That's, that's <laughs> terrible. Woo-hoo, I don't know what to tell No, you need to learn how to speak faith-filled words because it brings refreshing to others when you speak faith-filled words. The best way to speak faith-filled words is by quoting scripture. That's, you can't get no better faith-filled than that. It's just quoting scriptures. And there's so many scriptures for so many situations that you can speak faith-filled words with. And I just wrote two of them down. This is a great one to quote to somebody or just to send to someone. Isaiah 41, 13. It says, for I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord, your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. That's a good faith-filled scripture to send to someone when that's going through a difficult time. The Lord, I will hold you with my right hand. I, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. In your time of need, you need the help of the Lord. You need to hear faith-filled words that God will never leave you nor forsake you. You need someone to say in that moment that's thinking about you that says, you know what, I'm going to refresh others by sending them a scripture. Another one is Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. It says, understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. So what does that say? That says that if you obey the Lord's commands and, and if you love the Lord and you obey his commands, for a thousand generations he will lavish his unfailing love for you and he will keep his covenant. When you feel like nothing's going my way, well, are you, do you love the Lord? Are you obeying his commands? Then what does the scripture say? That God is faithful 
who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations, and he's going to lavish his unfailing love on those who, who obey him and keep his commands. That's a promise you can take to the bank. So when you're walking through difficulty, you know, some people feel like they have to work. I got to work at, I got to, maybe if I do this, the Lord will love me. Maybe if I do, all you have to do is obey his commands. It's simple. You don't have to work. You just have to obey his commands. And when you obey, he will lavish his unfailing love on you. Faith-filled words. Speak faith-filled words over your situation. Amen. That's the fourth thing, faith-filled words. The fifth and final thing, how do you refresh others? Joy. Y'all say joy. 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 Romans chapter 14, verse 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but a but of a living, of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy in the Holy Spirit. There is nothing more attractive, nothing more appealing than joy. Joy attracts. When they're in a room or you're around someone with joy, it just, it's like something draws you to them. It attracts you to them. Joy always wins. Joy always wins. Sorrow, agony, defeat, yes, those things are temporary, but joy always wins. It always wins. Joy always wins. So you have to make sure that you are, are, are constantly fanning the flames of joy through the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so that everywhere that you go, you could be a carrier of joy. So every room that you walk in, you, hey, the temperature is about to change because joy is coming in the room. It could be sour in here. It could be negative in here. But guess what? Joy has entered the room. And guess what? Joy always wins. You know, I've been in some rooms before that, that like, just in different arenas and different settings where it's not a lot of safe people in the room. And it's a lot of foolishness going on. And it's, a, and it's like, you know what? Joy has entered the room, and the climate is about to change. It's about to change because joy has entered the room. And not that, that I, I feel like it's my duty to do this. No, it's because I'm a carrier of joy. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. So if I feel like I don't like the environment of the room, guess what? It's about to be a joy-filled room. And you have the power through the Holy Spirit to change environments. If you're in a negative situation or a negative room, be the, the person who says, you know what? Joy has entered in. It's about to change. Business is about to pick up. The Holy Spirit is about to drop and fall in this place because joy has entered the room. Amen? And if you find yourself in a position where you say, I don't like about being around people with joy. They always smiling. Ain't nothing always that funny. Well, that just shows the condition of your heart. If you can't stand around being people with joy, that just identifies there's something going on in your heart. Because I remember there was a time, there was, before I was saved, there was this guy. He was recently saved. He was on fire with the Lord. He smiled all the time. He had the joy of the Lord, and I wanted to fight him. Because I was like, there ain't no way a person could be that happy. There ain't no way you could be that happy. There's no way this dude could be this happy all the time. Something's got to be wrong in his life. He can't be that happy. But what was I saying? My life is miserable. I want what you have. It was a condition to my heart, not his. And because he had the joy, it just made me realize I need what he had. And it made me not want to. It was funny because it made me not, be, not want to be around him, but I found myself drawn to him. 
I was drawn to the joy on the inside of him because I knew he had something that I desperately needed. And the more I talked to him, the more I realized, you know what? I need to surrender my life to the Lord. And the joy, that, the, the, the miserable feeling, the, 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 the depression, the, the sadness, the anger, all these things that I feel on the inside, that's just the condition of my heart. Something inside of me needs to change because I need that joy. But guess what? You could be the joy in the room that could change the heart of someone else, that could refresh them. Wear joy. Be a carrier of joy everywhere that you go. Joy keeps marriages together. There's nothing like going to a restaurant to see two people sitting across from each other and they just staring. They just, no joy, no conversation, just, just, what is that? There's no joy. Be a carrier of joy. So how do you have joy? You have to think, these are five quick things I want to give you about joy. How do you have joy? We talked about this a little bit. You control the remote. Change the channel of the thoughts in your mind. Whenever you feel like a, a negative thought or a, or a wrong thought comes in, you change the channel in your mind. You say, you know what? I choose joy in my thoughts. It's easy to go down a rabbit hole. You can come out of the presence of God. You can just have an awesome time with God. An enemy can give you one thought and your joy is gone. You can have an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. You can come out, get a phone call or get a text message. The joy is gone. You have to train yourself to say, you know what? I'm going to change the channel in my mind. I'm going to keep joy constantly playing in my heart and in my thoughts. I'm not going to allow the enemy to stop my joy. Also, have a joyful disposition. Be an approachable person. Be a person that has a smile on their face, the joy in their heart that says, you know what? My disposition says joy. My disposition says victory. Not, oh, I don't want to talk to them. I don't know if it's a good day or not. He don't look like he's having a good day today, so I'm going to just go stay away from him. Don't be, don't be wishy-washy. Have a joyful disposition. Also about joy, don't be a hard laugh. You know, some people, they just make it a point. I'm not going to laugh. I'm just not going to laugh. It's like, I don't want to have joy. I don't want to have fun. Don't, don't, don't be a hard laugh. Look for opportunities to laugh. One of the fun, best things you could do is always look for an opportunity to laugh because it lightens the mood. It lightens the room just by a laugh. Somebody can come out with a laugh, and you're like, what they laughing at? And then just by them laughing to make you laugh, and you don't even know what you're laughing at. What is that? It's a joyful disposition. Just, I'm going to have a joyful disposition. I'm not going to be a hard laugh. Also, lighten up. Don't take yourself too seriously. Some people take themselves too seriously. Especially, like, you know, if you've been saved for a while, we can get so spiritual and so saved that we don't know how to have fun. That's why some people don't like going to church people too serious. They don't know how to have fun. You should, church should be a joy. When it, church people should be the most joyful people that you meet. Everywhere that you go, they say, oh, I like being around them church people. They full of joy. They always having a good time. Don't, don't, don't be a hard laugh. Don't, don't lighten up. Take it easy. Just smile every once in a while. Have the joy and always look for humor. Always look for humor in every situation. You know, some people always look for the worst in situations. You should look for the humor in situations. One of the things that tomorrow and I do all the time, no matter where we go, everywhere we go, we always look for people that look like somebody. So like, we'll be in the store, and we'll be like, yeah, no, LeBron James was gonna be here today. And then she'll look over, and there's somebody that looked like LeBron James, and she, ah! I was like, yeah, no, Kirk Franklin was gonna be here today. 
And then they look over, and somebody looked like Kirk. And it's like, we're always looking for somebody that looks like somebody because we're always looking for humor. We're always looking to lighten the mood, always looking to have joy and to have fun and to have laughs. And it could be anything. Just always look for humor. You know, I, I don't like laughing at people when they fall, but sometimes when people fall, it, it's, if they are right, you got to make sure they are right. After they are right, after they are right, it's fun. There was a situation where I was somewhere and I saw this lady and I saw her going like this. And I was like, oh, she must have, what's she doing? Is she dancing or something? <laughs> she felt like she got a little dance with her or something. And then I noticed she started doing it even more. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And then I see people walking over to her and they start, I was like, oh, she done stepped in some ants. <laughs> and she, she just stepped in the ants and she was trying to stump them all off and people were swatting at the ants away from her. And they was, it was, it was <laughs> watching you like, what in the world is going on here? And I know she was in pain, but it sure was funny to watch. <laughs> I know y'all looking at me, Pastor, why are you laughing at the lady? But you got to look for the humor. It did the, what? <laughs> oh, she had on stockings. That's what it did. It was the stockings that made it worse because they were stuck to the stockings. <laughs> but the point is, look for humor. Look for humor. You got to look for opportunities to laugh. Don't, don't take yourself so seriously. Don't, you got to look, y'all got to laugh. Just say, ha, ha, ha. Sometimes you just got to trick yourself and laugh. Just say, ha, ha. I don't even feel like laughing, but I'm going to make myself laugh. Ha, ha. He, he, ha, ha. And then you just think about something, and you get the laughing, and then the joy comes. And then you can bring that, and you can be refreshing to others. Because you can't refresh others if you don't have the joy. Tap into joy. Always make sure that you refresh others. So how do we refresh others? One, we smile. Two, we listen. Three, we be a good friend. Four, we share faith-filled words. Five, we're carriers of joy everywhere that we go. You do these five things, and I promise you, you will refresh others. Amen? Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this moments that we had together, Lord God, just to learn how to just be a refreshing to others. And I just thank you, Lord God, for this word that went forth, that we would put it into practice, that we would truly look for opportunities to refresh others, Lord God, but more importantly, to refresh them in you, that they would be able to be drawn closer to you in relationship with you, and that they would know you in a real, intimate way. I thank you for opportunities this week, Lord God, where we would be able to refresh others. And when we refresh others, we ourselves will be refreshed. And I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, for watching with us online. We love to invite you to church this Sunday, this Mother's Day. We have a special gift for all the mothers in the house. We love to see you with us at 10 a.m. this Sunday. We love you guys. Y'all have a great, great rest of the night. We hope to see you this Sunday, 10 a.m. Have a good night. Amen. Got anything? <laughs>